Welcome, everybody, to the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Ardonias. I don't have my partner host today. Um, she is at work, you know, making money for us. You know what I mean? She's the breadwinner. So right now it's just me. Um, so that's what you guys got. Uh, I'm Desmond Ardonias again, but we're going to get right to it today. Um, I just wanted to go over the reactions to NFL Conference Championship weekend. Weekend. I want. I need to address the Kellen news in Dallas, and we're going to do a few more things, but let's get right into it, okay? All right. Kansas City versus the Bengals, twenty-three to twenty. Kansas City escapes and goes to their second Super Bowl in three years. Philadelphia and San Francisco. <clears throat> 31 to 7 in favor of Kevin Hart's beloved Eagles. As the Eagles will go to their second Super Bowl, or I'm sorry, their third Super their fourth Super Bowl <clears throat> and their second since 2017 when they beat the Patriots. So in Philadelphia and San Francisco, Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that. A rookie quarterback has never taken his team to the Super Bowl, right? So do you think that that narrative would change with Brock Purdy going against the Philadelphia Eagles? Probably not. And I do not think that they still would have won with Purdy um, there. They were getting pressure. Um, I know that they were able to score when Purdy was still in by a scamper by uh, Christian McCaffrey. So Purdy does let them do more things, absolutely, way more than Josh Johnson because – you have to, Josh Johnson will, you know, he'll get flustered, right? Um, the Philadelphia Eagles defense will do that to you. But let's address how extremely high that um, Philadelphia offense is, correct? Like how high octane they are. When they run the ball, it is just, how do I say it? I don't even know the word. But how they run the football is great. First of all, they have ran for the most rushing touchdowns um, in the NFL or in a, in a season in NFL history. Um, but yesterday, <clears throat> it it seems like they did more than this. But Kenneth Gainwell ran for fifty eight yards. Miles Sanders ran for sixty yards on two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts ran for forty yards on one touchdown. In Boston Scott on his lone six carries, ran for 31 yards for a touchdown. Did any of them break over 70 yards? No. But you have four running backs that each got, or I'm sorry, four rushers that each got over 10 carries, and three out of the four um, got into the end zone. And yes, that limit, you know, that limit Smith and Brown to, you know, make an impact. But when you have that many guys that can run the ball and score for you, um, either you can win that way or you can win with Smith and Brown, you know, going over, over the top and burning you. Right. So this Eagles offense is just as scary as their defense And Jalen hurts. I really think that this guy's going to be a superstar in the league for years to come. He already has shown that this year, right. As he'll probably finish second in the MVP voting next to the very deserving Patrick Mahomes. But uh, he's just dangerous, and he does the things that you need as a quarterback. Did he have a great game throwing the ball? 
No, he was 15 for 25, 121 yards, but no and no touchdowns and no picks. But he just guides the team in a way that you need a quarterback to do. Um, I believe his contract will be up in what? This is his, is this his second or third year? I want to say it's his third. I could be wrong. It might only be his second. Um, but definitely after on the 2024 season, um, he will get a new contract. And to be honest, if he has another season like he did this year, even if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, and even if they don't win the Super Bowl next year, but he still has a quality season, he will be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. He can get Mahomes money. And Howie Roseman, um, head of the Eagles, he'll do that for him. Um, so I really see the Eagles going into Kansas City as the favorite, as they are right now, Westgate Superbook. I think the line is they have the Eagles by three. Um, but I really think the Eagles have, have a very stout team and probably the best one since their 2004 team um, with McNabb and Quentin Michael and Terrell Owens and Brian Dawkins. Um, and they're scary. As for Kansas City and Cincinnati, either of those teams were going to get give Philadelphia a run for their money. But the things that Kansas City does and the things that Patrick Mahomes does, um, it gives them that edge over any other quarterback in the league. Yes, Cincinnati has had Kansas City's number over the last uh, what is it, a few seasons, but um, Patrick Mahomes still out last Joe Burrow in each of those games. Um, and if you see the stuff that Patrick did yesterday with the bum ankle, and he um, nicked it again early in the um, second half, he just shows why he's got the crown for the NFL's best quarterback. Um, he made these throws that – or what was it? I think it was a th- – it might have been the second quarter when they when it pushed him to get up 12-3. Um, but he ran outside the pocket, and he was, you know – he held the ball for a solid. I counted it when I went back and watched it. For six seconds, he was able to move around, and then he found Kelsey um, wide open in the end zone. But he was around, you know, just standing there, kind of moving a little bit for six seconds. That's a long time against um, any defensive line, but Cincinnati's defensive line is no joke. Um, and he was able to just stand there calmly and deliver it. That was one throw. And then the other one, I think, that was in the second half to Valdez Scantling. He threaded the needle. Um, there was two defenders going right um, over the top of each other, and Valdez Scantling was uh, crossing through the middle, and Mahomes threw a laser right to him. Um, he does the great. He does great things. The very next drive, they didn't score on this drive, um, but he did a Hubbard was going to um, Sam Hubbard of the Bengals was. I'm going to lift his hands up and tip the pass. And Mahomes pump faked him and then threw it through a little touch pass to, I think, McKinnon. Wow. That was special. Um, and the Eagles will definitely be definitely have their hands full. Um, and I know both of these defenses are pretty stout. But I feel like when two defenses play each other, um, I feel like each of them let up more points than they should. Um, I, I It's just – even if there's two defenses that are good and the offenses are, you know, kind of subpar, not like these two teams are. Um, I just feel like there's a lot of points that are scored. And, uh, you know, I can still see a 30 to 26 game. Um, mostly to the benefit that each offense is stout. I believe this is the pretty 
balanced uh, team Super Bowl we've had in a little while. I know the last year's was okay, but look how that turned out. Um, Tampa Bay versus the Chiefs, that was a pretty stout one. Uh, but before that, it was um, for the few years before that Tampa Bay Kansas City one, each team wasn't, uh, you didn't really go into the Super Bowl being like, oh, this is going to be neck and neck. Um, I believe the Broncos Seahawks won where the Seahawks thumped them. Um, they went into the season being very stout. I think that's the, or I'm sorry, very matched, um, evenly matched. I think that's the year that Peyton Manning broke the season, um, Denver single season throwing season. Uh, but honestly, between those three games that I mentioned, until now, this is going to be a very good contest. Um, I hope I win on my grandpa's Super Bowl squares. I mean, because $1,200 sounds nice, right? Um, so, I, I mean, I got some money in that, and that'll be interesting. My grandpa does those Super Bowl squares that you guys probably know about. Um, uh, he's been doing them since I was born. I'm 24 um, and I believe he's been doing them for, oh, I don't know, about 30 years. Um, I know a lot of other families do that now, but I want to say my grandpa, Salvador Garza, he started all that stuff. Um, but it's going to be good. I got some squares in that. But um, it's nice that I can do that and cheer for teams, besides being a football fan, and cheers for teams to, you know, kind of win some money because, I mean, sure as hell, my team never goes in there. Uh, man, don't even get me started. I know I got to address these Cowboys, but. Man, they should have beat those Niners. My wife keeps getting uh, annoyed because I'm like, damn, that should be Dallas. That should be Dallas. When they were doing the confetti for the NFC Championship. Dallas, oh, my goodness. They beat themselves again. And the sad part is that their window to winning a championship is over. Last year's team and this year's team were the most loaded teams that they've had since the 90s. 90s, especially this year's team. They were loaded all across the board. Um, except maybe in their secondary. But their two safeties were pretty stout. Uh, Malik Hooker and Jerron Kirst did amazing this year. But Diggs got exposed like crazy. Um, but that's besides the point. And now that you hear the news of Kellen Moore going to the Chargers, congratulations, Chargers. Congratulations, Brandon Staley and... Justin Herbert. Staley, he's going to help you to stop being the Riddler and stop trying to be do so many dang tricks when you're um, late in games. So he's going to calm you the heck down. And then Herbert, he is going to utilize you to a T. Um, so Kellen Moore leaving Dallas is a huge blow. But first, before I address why it's a blow, I um, just want to congratulate the Chargers on getting a great football mind. Um, and he is definitely going to show people especially Dallas that they made a mistake um Herbert will give him a lot of ability to do all those trick plays that he wanted to do in Dallas um but he had CD and Cooper and Pollard that he can get help with those trick plays um you know because they come from skilled players right but I feel like Justin Herbert has the talent to create his own trick plays not create them but create them when he's you know on the field and make plays of his own. I'm going to hope that the Chargers um, snaggle another wide receiver in the draft in the first or second round. Um, uh, what, that Jackson, I don't know his last name. on, uh, or, or I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. On Ohio State, he's not going to be drafted as high as um, all the other receivers that are pretty stout in this draft. But that one's going to fall under the radar. And he can be a speedster like 
that the Chargers can get, but they definitely need to get another wide receiver. Um, and if they had a healthy Keenan Allen, a healthy Mike Williams, Gerald Everett has grown over the last three years. Um, and if they can get some more speed on offense, more than they already do, um, I think they're going to be top three or four team in the AFC um, for sure. But um, Kellen Moore is going to really get to have a lot of fun with Herbert. He's going to get to do what he wants to do in terms of throwing a lot of wrinkles. And I see him getting the, getting the job within two seasons there, like without a doubt. Um, but it's a huge blow to Dallas. Like I said earlier, their window has closed. And this loss of Kellen Moore um, proves that. It was a big gain to keep Dan Quinn on the team. You know, that was huge for him. But um, losing Kellen Moore is going to be big. I know Mike McCarthy might take over the reins of the uh, play caller. I know he did a little bit in Green Bay. But, I mean, the game has changed since he was in his prime days of play calling in Green Bay. Between, I want to say he was the primary play caller from, I think, his last at least four years in um, Green Bay. And that was what? When he was in those prime years was like six years ago, maybe? Because I know he had two seasons off before he's been, before he was Dallas's. Uh, Head coach. He's been Dallas's head coach. I think this might be his third season. Um, so what is that? Five years since he's been the uh, Green Bay coach. Um, but uh, I think that it's Dak. L- l- let's call it like it is, guys. It's, it's, it's Dak Prescott who limits the Cowboys offense. He tries to do too much. Um, he takes too long on his reads. He can't read the defenses anymore like he sh- like he used to. I got a good friend of mine um, that we kind of been going back and forth on was it Dak or was it Kellen? Um, I saw a handful of tweets um, of gifts of people cheering that Kellen Moore's gone. Um, I had a few other debates with people I know, um, some family in our family football group chat. Um, it was Dak. He limited Kellen Moore's want to do play calling. Like, I mean, look what Kellen did with Cooper Rush. Well, okay, first of all, Kellen Moore's offensive since he's been there, whatever quarterback, for the last three seasons has been in the top three every year in offensive efficiency. That's the first thing. But let me address what he did with Cooper Rush. He made Cooper Rush look like mm, a Geno Smith. How Geno Smith this year and came in and surprised people, when Kel- uh, when Cooper Rush was in there for the five or six games, he did the same thing. He had the same effect. Um. And I believe that was because he was a prototype um, quarterback. Um, he was okay standing in the pocket and gunslinging it. Um, he didn't try to do too much because when you're a backup, either you're a guy that goes too much and you know can throw picks, or you're the type of guy who doesn't do much and is pretty calm and is okay with not throwing the ball. And you know just when he does throw the ball, do the simple passes and things like that. And Cooper did that. Um, and when Cooper was also in the running game flourished, um, I know people will say, well, Pollard and Zeke were still effective when Dak came back, when came back. I know, but that was in the receiving game also, not just the rush game. Um, and it's kind of sad that they threw, I threw Kellen Moore out. I know that, uh, it's mutually agreed to part ways, but let's be realistic. That's fired y'all. That, that means he's fired. Um, and 
at some point you got to look to your $40 million quarterback. He's going to go into next year, 31 years old, still getting paid high dollars um, and not producing. I know he's been to the playoffs, I think four seasons as the quarterback. He's one and three. Um, his only win, or no, I'm sorry. Now he's two and four. His only two wins are at Tampa Bay this year. And I believe they beat, who did they beat? Who did they beat last year? No, did they get the bye last year? Oh, I do remember they beat the, they beat the Lions too. Um, they did that. So he might be three wins. I get confused because there's, I'm so invested in Dallas that they're, when they disappoint me, every it just gets all overlapped. Um, but you got to look towards him. He limits their offense. He really does. And next year, after they lose Kellen, and after they also lost um, assistant head coach Rod Davis, running back coach Skip Pete, they also lost their um, offensive line coach Joe Philbin. Um, and on defense, they let go of Leon Lett, um, the defensive line coach. And then uh, specifically defensive ends and linebackers, um, Valero and Edwards. Um, losing all those guys is like um, it, it, it's it's going to be detrimental, especially Skip Pete and Rod Davis. Those guys were uh, they were well loved in the locker room, but they were able to um they they actually had some pool um, on the play calling. I heard that especially uh, Skip Pete when with formations on running backs and stuff, he gave a lot of. Um, suggestions is Kellen. So that was, that was pretty good. But um, when you lose, so that was what five coaches plus Kellen um, is going to be six coaches. When you use six coaches, that's not, that's not a sign of a team that still thinks they're going to contend, right? You, what team loses that much from their coaching staff and goes on to win? What new team gets five, six, seven new um, people on their coaching staff and wins? Like, let's be realistic. And, um, I don't even want to say, are they rebuilding? Are they Because they're always going to try to, you know, win. Because, I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys. They're flashy. They're grimy. They're raw. Um, but I just don't see – I next year I see a 9-8 and eight season. I do. Um, and I see them finishing third in the NFC – or, yeah, NFC East behind New York and Philadelphia. Um, so it's sad. It really is as a Cowboy fan. Um, I know every year they get uh, – they, you know, it's disappointing, but these last two years, seeing them lose um, is very sad because you know their window is closed. And these last two seasons was their biggest window to win a championship since those 90s that people can't let go. Um, so it, it's rough. But on to a happier note, I believe that this Super Bowl can be very competitive um, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm really looking forward to it. But another wrinkle that I'm looking forward to it is uh, the brothers uh, fight, uh, playing against each other. Um, Travis Kelsey tied into the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey, um, veteran center for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they're going to be going against each other. And that is going to be the first Super Bowl, with, um, you know, uh, siblings going against each other. Um, the last time the siblings went against each other was in when the Ravens played the Colin Kaepernick led um, San Francisco 49ers when the Harbaugh brothers, um, Jim Harbaugh coaching the Niners, and John Harbaugh, who was coaching and still is coaching the Ravens, um, they battled it out. Um, But this battle, not just because these teams are both stout, but um, these brothers are always so close. Um, Like, they're 
the podcast is very lively. I mean, I know, well, brothers love each other. There should be nice. Not when it's in professional sports. You can see them being very, um, you know, like uh, harsh against each other. But um, for these guys to always keep that relationship up on the football field and when they play against each other, you know, I feel like it's when they leave the field, they go back to brothers. And that's, that. you know, that that's huge. That's not a – you don't see that every day. And um, I think that – how do I say it? It, it? It's just really, uh, it's really special to um, see that. Imagine being their parents, having two players, first of all, in the NFL, but two of those play, two of those sons who are players that are playing in the Super Bowl to against each other. That's huge. And um, I know I said it was going to be a good game. And I usually don't root for the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be mad if the Chiefs Chiefs pulled this off. I, I like the Eagles. Um, I always have as my second favorite team. Um, not saying like if Dallas, you know, like I, I would go for the Eagles, but um, a team that I don't mind winning is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it was because um, growing up, how you know, I lived with my grandpa for a little while, um, or we did, and he he was an Eagles fan. And, you know, he, he father figure, so you want to like who he likes and stuff. He was a big fan of McNabb and Terrell Owens. Um, cause he, he's been a fan for that long and, um, if, uh, longer too, but, uh, yeah, so the Eagles, um, I definitely cheer for the Eagles, a, you know, a little bit, but, uh, and I'll probably be cheering for them again. Um, I know I usually, like I said, cheer against or cheer against the chiefs, but I wouldn't be mad whoever wins this Super Bowl. I really don't. Um, mostly I, you know, it'd be nice to win that cash, that, uh, Super Bowl squares that I was talking about earlier, but, uh. Um, <laughs> it's gonna, it'll be good. Um, I'm excited for it. I didn't expect to do a, do an episode today, but, um, I'm hopefully going to actually try to do a post on WordPress about this, you know, the outlook on the Super Bowl, which I'll probably do that later this week or even early next week because I got two weeks to do it. Um, and I'm just kind of working through some things like, uh, my homework for school and stuff like that. But I'll still try to get something out. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to comment on this because, of you know, I feel like the Super Bowl should be competitive. I wanted to talk about the Kelsey brothers. But mostly I wanted to address the Kellen to Los Angeles news because that was big. Um, It's really sad to see him go because, you know, me, Boise State fan, Boise State football fan, and you see him going to your favorite team in Dallas. I know there's a few other people I know, like people in my family that – you know, both left Boise State and Dallas. So, I mean, it's it's cool. How rare is it for your favorite players to um, coach on two of your favorite teams at two levels? You know, it's special. So, seeing him leave for that reason, from a fan perspective, um, is harsh. But um, seeing him leave as a more mature fan and a, you know, a more invested and, I don't know, I guess just smarter fan as I grew older and I started to learn more. Um, it's even more sad to see him go because I really think Dallas made a mistake and, uh, you know, their window's closed. Their window is definitely closed. And I feel like it is going to be back to the Jason Garrett years of the eight and eight, nine and eight, or I'm sorry, eight and eight, um, seven and nine seasons. It's nine and eight now because it's, uh, or it could be nine and eight now because now it's, um, 17 game season, but, uh, it's going to be 
hard to watch him for the next few years. It was I was so salty about them losing and so salty about you know just them their season being over that I got a uh, when I got Madden twenty three it came with a you know a little form that had a promo code for NFL Shop to get like thirty five percent off and I couldn't even use it on anything Cowboys I was like usually I mean I like shopping in general but shopping for my team stuff and Cowboy stuff you know I like you know buying. You know, Cowboys gear, but I couldn't even buy, turn myself, turn myself into buying a Cowboys gear because I'm, I was over it. So, but the coupon doesn't expire till August of later this year, I read. So I'm like, okay, maybe when July and August rolls around, I'll be, I'll want to buy more Cowboys stuff. So I'm going to save it and purchase stuff later then. But um, it was really sad to see them go. But on a happier note, I'm glad I got to speak to you guys. Um, I'll be back. Like I said, we're going to keep in tune with the Super Bowl coming up. But uh, So just stay tuned. I got a lot coming out. Uh, make sure to pay attention to this podcast. It's, a, it's my turn to talk podcast. You can find this on Spotify. You can just search it up. I don't think you have to do capitals after every um, or before every word. Space it all out. I'm pretty sure you can just do, you know, it's my turn to talk. Spell it out and it'll pop up and follow it on spotify um it's got four star five stars actually i don't know what viewers put five stars um it might have been close friends and family but if it's not you know there you go i bring out some good material so let's um let's follow that um and also follow the it's my turn to talk podcast on instagram um you can find that on my personal instagram at you know desjordo21 um i got a link in the bio to my personal podcast page where you can find um, links to latest WordPress posts, um, Bronco Country posts, or podcast posts, podcast episode posts. So stay tuned. This is the It's My Turn to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Ardonias. Until next time, I'm out.